everyone, we're back, and this is Titas and the Tea. I'm Eunice. And I'm Gloria. And we are having, what kind of tea are we having right now? Um, you prepared it. Just a regular, regular <laughs> black tea by Bushels. Please sponsor us. Please. No, actually. No, no. <laughs> Can I have some real tea? <laughs> From whomst? Anyone that isn't Australian branded? I don't know. Wow. Guess some Filipino brand tea. Some datu putit tea. <laughs> I gotta have some hints of vinegar and fish sauce. Datu putit tea. <laughs> okay. I just want some calamansi and some hot water. Is that wrong? Is that wrong no, not especially. Oh, that's, that's tea. No, I think any the tea. You know what fucking glorious tea is? Her voice is hoarse as fuck. What were you doing, Gloria? Sucking dick. No, I, I went to karaoke and um, I ran into some Filipinos. And that's why my voice is fucked because I cannot keep keep up. Mm. But that's it. Um, speaking of personal tea, what's going on in your life? What's going on in my life? It's really fucking quiet right now, and I'm really happy for it. Thank God, it's been really peaceful, and I've just been evaluating what I want for my life at the moment, without, um, irrespective of a five year plan with someone else and just like a five year plan for myself and where I want to be and shit. What about you? Um, I've just been working full time, which has been really nice to kind of focus on my career and kind of use that as a stepping stone for my creative projects. So kind of just being a space of financial stability in order to kind of do whatever the fuck I want creatively, um, which I acknowledge is like a privilege in and of itself. And I have I haven't really been in that space. Um, before so it's kind of really nice to take advantage of that and do courses and take classes you know that involve arts and stuff so that's been really nice you know self-growth self-growth so important that's what I'm about this year I feel like a lot of people grow so that can be better for someone else so for example people are like I gotta Mm -hmm. you know fix my shit so someone can love me yeah I hear that so much hear so much and I hate that and I think I've also been in that space too I want to get better so someone can love me and now I'm in that space where I'm just like no I'm gonna get better so I can love myself more and that I can give my you know give to myself more but also give to people I love so my friends and my family and to kind of be better to people I don't know and strangers and kind of bring light to my workplace and Mm -hmm. every place that I touch and I'm about that I feel that so so deeply uh, let's talk about ourselves for this personal tea segment and talk about our love languages. So there are five and you have to help me remember this shit. Oh, yes, there are five. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's really interesting. Uh-huh. I often bring up the love languages every time I, I go on a Free date with dates, someone. right? Me yeah, too. Or, or First I'm date. serious about somebody. Mm-hmm. I always bring up love languages. And so there are five of them. And you have words of affirmation. Physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. So which one are yours, Eunice? Okay, so very decidedly, sometimes the order changes depending on where I am in life. Uh, The first one for me is always words of affirmation. Then second is touch. Third is quality time. Fourth is acts of service. And fifth is gifts. And I think we were talking about this in the first episode. Fuck. I forget. But anyways, like words of affirmation for me are so important. Just being told, being told, just just, like tell me I'm important (laughs) to you, please. Tell me I look nice. Tell me I'm doing something really well in our relationship. I think 
in some in some some of the healthier parts of relationships I've been in, words have been so important. So in those moments, we would actually sit down and have relationship audits. We would talk about what we wanted to work out, what was going really well, how we were um, really thriving in that relationship. So yeah, in that respect, like just words so important but also being a poet you're a poet as well having someone being have, have having someone be able to articulate themselves really well is such turn on such an attractive thing for me yeah i know i get that i feel mm-hmm. that what, what are your five in um, in the right order in the right order um i went for me actually i i wouldn't even say all five because some of them make me extremely uncomfortable um so the main one for me is quality time and so I'm the kind of person that I like to kind of pack out my days and my weeks. But if I really want to get to know somebody, I always make time for them. And that's kind of my thing. And so on the offhand of that, if someone's like, no, I I can't make time for you. That for me is really upsetting because I'm the kind of person that if I want to date you, want to get to know you, I'm going to make time for you. And I think words of affirmation, yes and no. I think I can be very critical about what people say to me, especially when I feel like it's not coming from a place of honesty or you can communicate as much as you want, but if you don't have comprehension, then for me, words of affirmation don't mean that much, which is crazy because yes, like I am a poet and I write and language is so important to me, but me like loving somebody, words aren't so much as important as acts of service. So it'd probably be quality time and then acts of service. Like that for me is the biggest thing because it's like, you can say things to me, you can, you know, be like, yes, I'm on this path with you. Yes, we're like agreeing on things. But if you don't show it, then I think that's where I kind of get the disconnect. So yeah, definitely quality time, acts of service. Physical touch, no. Really? Yeah, I, I don't like oh, being touched. I don't like yo, being touched. Talked in about this. I don't like being touched in certain places. Mm-hmm. Like um, on first dates? I think we were talking about first dates yeah. recently. And I was like, oh, if I'm into a person, I'm going to touch them. Yeah, I don't like being touched. Uh, especially if I didn't know somebody for so for a really long time, like when people used to hug or kiss on the cheek to, to greet, you know, I would be so uncomfortable. I really don't like that. It's only recently that I've been okay with it. I've had to like grow out of that kind of mentality of being like, mm, please don't touch me to be sociable, which is kind of irritating because I feel like I don't need to learn that if it makes me feel uncomfortable, but whatever. Yeah, I don't like being touched um, unless you've kind of been invited into that space or unless like I open that space up to you then yeah, then that's okay. And receiving gifts makes me extremely uncomfortable. It's one of the things that I hate, absolutely hate. Wow. I hate Why receiving, do you hate it? I hate receiving Why? gifts. Why? Because, like, I, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. Like, I like experiences. So, for example, um, a lot of my close friends, so three of my very close friends, Rhea, Yasmin, and Zainab, love you guys. Um, <laughs> over, the, over the years, we've, kind of done experiences so it's just be like oh I'll pay for dinner we'll go out together as a group you know you want to do this okay how about I pay for that concert like we do shared activities so for example my birthday I didn't really have a birthday party I went to a concert with a best friend you know um actually that was such a weird phrase like I went to a concert with Zainab and that was what I did for my birthday so it was a shared experience um and that's what I like to do so even like dates I don't like just going out for dinner like I just want to do something I want to, you know, go walk a dog or go to the beach and do an activity. So, like, I really love paddleboarding or kayaking, like doing outdoor things as dates. I hate just eating. That outdoor flex. I'm all about that hibernation life. Really? 
and like while so like I was answering the question more on like a romantic level like what are your love languages uh, in a romantic context yeah I mean gifts are nice but not my favorite thing no no neither I, I mean, they're never a marker of a good relationship. Yeah. If, you know, if, like, if there are no gifts, then this is not a good relationship and I should leave. No. It's not like that. I think the only thing I will accept from someone I'm dating are flowers. I really like I flowers. Those love- are the only gifts I will accept. And you know what? Like, the best kind of flowers are the ones stolen from, from rich white people's backyards or yeah. front yards <laughs> or even churches. I fucking love it when men yes. steal flowers from churches and put them in my hair. It's the nicest thing. Yeah. Steal from the Lord for me. <laughs> or, or just, you know, come to my altar and worship. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm into that. Um, yeah, so those are love languages. What really bridges communication gaps between couples? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we want to keep this conversation going for sure. And keep talking about different kinds of love languages in the context of how to decolonize this shit. Uh, so let's keep this convo going. Actually, DM us. You know Tell us like? how to get into your pa- into into your hearts. <laughs> do you know what's crazy, Yoon? Um, I was dating this guy, and his love language, because because again, every time I date somebody, I'd like to know what their language love language is. Um, I asked him, and his was receiving gifts, and I was, was broke. Trash. I was broke, and like that's yeah. What kind of family did he grow up in? He was like, really rich. He was oh, really, course. really rich. Yeah, I was And it was I the guess. worst for me because he knew I couldn't afford it. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Claire, but this is like how, like, this I is not fulfilling. <laughs> love. Like, I've always received gifts from people I mm-hmm. care about. So he would always try to buy me gifts. I'm like, no, I can't. This is too much. So now I have a watch that I don't wear. Did you sell it? No. Oh, you, you have it? I have it. It's a nice watch. Can I have it? Okay. <laughs> Do you like if you want? Yeah. Like I don't. Do wear you it. even? I wear watches. I don't wear watches. It's a it's a nice watch. Oh. But I just, yeah, um, but when I had to go buy him gifts, I had to save up for it. He was very expensive. Damn, you should never save up. For I bought him a PlayStation so Pro. What the one fuck? One terabyte. Wow, sugar mama. Yeah, I saved up for that and I bought him a PlayStation. Mm. I know. I got my ex boyfriend a buck, <laughs> like a butt plug. And when, when, when we broke up, I wanted to take that shit back. So I did. You took his butt No, back? but then we fought about it. So I didn't give wait, it Wait, wait, back. wait. Was it a vibrating butt plug? No, it was, it was a beginner's butt plug. It was one of those things that, like, gets your G-spot. Uh, your oh. prostate. If you're a dude, like, uh, it's one of those butt plugs, especially for dudes and their prostates. Okay. Because I had one for a previous partner. Mm-hmm. I can obviously say who. And we had, like, we, we bought, like, sex toys for each other, and his one vibrated, just because he was nice. curious. He was like, oh, my God, what is this? So then, like, we tried it, and after we tried it, he was like, yeah, maybe, like, a few more times he felt like it, and then after, like, the third time, he was like, no, that was a good idea, but not into it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Experimentation's important, guys. Yeah. Like, some people like getting their ass ate, but they don't necessarily want, you know, a whole vibrating dildo <laughs> up there. True. Levels and boundaries. Respectful boundaries. So for today's episode, our decolonial tea segment is going to be about how Asian men have been emasculated and how this emasculation has been perpetrated typically by white men. And okay, so Asian men 
huge you know huge term asia is fucking huge yes we're gonna talk specifically about the the experiences of filipino men particularly filipino migrants who have left the philippines um who have made lives in either the united states or here yeah in australia so i don't think i dated no actually that's a lie i don't think i dated filipino men up until i was about 21 right i'm 23 right now and i think growing up my mother was very vehemently against me dating filipino men Uh, and i remember being really young and she was like bring home a white boy and i didn't get that because i I, obviously i was a child and i was like she said this to you when you were a child i was very young yeah like in primary school damn and she told me my mother was telling me to be a doctor and she and your mom is telling you to bring home a white man and marry rich among other mm-hmm. things. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's why I grew up hearing never date Filipinos. They're not as attractive. White men are so much better. So that's why I grew up hearing. So it was really hard. But I think when I did start dating, the first person I dated was mixed. So that was interesting because. I never really saw, I guess, that racial aspect until I, I got a lot older. So my first boyfriend, I was like 15, 16. So I didn't really get that dynamic until maybe I was like 18. And I was really in the realm of dating that I was like, what is it about white men that everyone loves so much? And why do Asian men get really pushed to the side about that? And it just really bothered me for a long time. But also I'd internalized it too. So it took me a while to unlearn that. Because again, I was 21, the first time I ever was with a Filipino guy. Mm. Damn. We learn these things really late, eh? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, you mentioned your mother told you to bring home white men quite early on. She was never quite explicit, um, quite as explicit uh, with me, but that came later on in various ways um, when I started bringing (laughs) all the ethnic boys home. (laughs) (laughs) And they started seeing a pattern because all my sisters have white boyfriends, uh, French, Irish, whatever, whatever shade of shwhitey you find under the sun or lack of sun or in the shade. (laughs) That's where they are. Off white, white, cream, cream, beige, chartreuse. That's not white. Um, Colonizer white. um, (laughs) (laughs) Fake. White out. Fake oppressed white. (laughs) Um, Acoustic racist. um, (laughs) Hippie dreadlocks white. So, yeah, my sisters were bringing home different shades of white, and I was bringing home Asian dudes. Um, and But my fir- my very first dating experience was with uh, a half-white Filipino, ma- uh, half-white Filipino dude. And uh, honestly, it was just like dating a white person. That person was colonized as fuck. I had to educate him. I still have to send him invoices for the amounts of cultural education that I had to impart every day that we were together. So, <laughs> wait, hold on. Did you actually send him an invoice? No, I have to. Oh, I was like, hold up. Mm-hmm. Can you claim that on tax? Because I was ready. Mm-hmm. I'll put that under under <laughs> my ABN. labor. Uh-huh. So, um, and it was when my family started seeing that pattern, when they started asking me very explicitly, why don't you like white dudes? Like, <laughs> why are you um, attracted to non-white people only? And then I was also very explicit with them. Just, I am not attracted to white dudes because there's always this like a weird power dynamic relationship with white people 
and it's I never want to be the object of fetishization and whenever I'm with a white dude I just assume that they're trying they're they're out here trying to fetishize me (laughs) (laughs) and maybe and this is when you were trying to help me through it through the whole like post-colonial thing you are your own subject you have to like understand yourself outside of that colonial history and shit but look it's fucking hard okay (laughs) and I'm never able to move past that but in the end I just sort of realized I cannot be pro black indigenous POC and also have a white boyfriend really I think you can I think they just have to be very critical and very aware and also know when to shut the fuck up politically I personally haven't dated nor fucked a white guy since I was 19 I I switched on real quick. I went from, like, white men to being, like, oh, this ain't for me. Mm. <laughs> this ain't a fam. This ain't a pot it chief. Mm. Have you seen that meme? No. Do you know when this, like, this is not a pipe? Yes. Okay, so do you know, you know, you know it says, like, cinepa un pipe? Yeah, whatever, yeah. Right. Have you seen the one like, it's this ain't it chief, but it's, like, a hybrid of the two memes? I haven't. Oh, it's actually perfect. I'm going to link that below. <laughs> <laughs> All on our Instagram page. It is so good. Um, so this thing in Chafe, and I haven't dated white people in mm-hmm. general for a really long time. And it's not because I don't find white people attractive, you know, because I really like you and McGregor and Ezra Miller, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, unless you're those people or what's his name? Tom Hiddleston. Don't call me. Tom Hiddleston <laughs> as Loki, though. Look, when he's looking a little emo. Mm. Fucking love that shit. Mm-mm-mm. Fucking love that shit. Just. Uh, <laughs> he just looks like he's into that, like, do you know, do you know that kink? That's like Which when, one? <laughs> when people of color, like, like just abuse you BDSM-wise. Ooh. Do you know that's a kink? Yeah. Like, like people are into that shit. G- Google it. But oh, I, I know that shit. Yeah. He looks like he's into that. Mm. He looks like I could pee on him and he'd pay me reparations. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He, I like it. He looks like Tom Middleton is Loki. He can get it. Yeah. To- only as Loki. Only not as Loki. A, not as not as his usual vanilla yeah. self. No, 100%. Only the goth self. Yeah. I remember um one of my white friends uh amazing. She was like didn't fuck white guys. Which which you know fine. But she she was the first person that introduced me to the term pink dick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is pink dick? And she's just like, white guy, white guy dick looks like uncooked meat. <laughs> Unseasoned, too. Unseasoned, uncooked, you know, full of salmonella. Mm. And, <laughs> and yeah. What so, is that steamed shit? I want something roasted or fried oh, or yeah. oven baked. <laughs> Girl, just a beautiful hash brown. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. I, it's really weird because, like, obviously in a lot of uh, mainstream media, you have a lot of beauty standards, European beauty standards, which covet, obviously, white men and their masculinity and how white men are perceived to have larger dicks and so on and so forth. Not fucking true. We, you know so what? So not true. Scientifically I, proven. Not let's to be not true. talk about the science of dick size because I think we go into a really problematic territory of making sex just about dick size, and I think oh yeah, but also but also it's important to dispel that myth. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent dispel that myth because I because Asian men have torn my hymen the fuck up, bitch. You and me both, mm-hmm. especially Filipino men. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Sign of the cross, <laughs> and so the emasculation of Asian men is 
no bueno don't no fucking bueno. do it because yeah it's, it's always in contrast to white men and i think like that's mm-hmm. really problematic too it's something that we as asian women do Yes. Uh, but as a way of re- yes. reproducing those stereotypes so and that's awful. because and those are stereotypes produced under the white supremacy yeah i fucking hate that every mm. time i meet an asian girl that's like i don't fuck asian dudes because i got small dicks i'm like fuck what? you bitch like you have fuck. not seen the light you have not seen the light and also fuck you like seriously like fuck you're you, self-hating asian look if you're an asian girl whether you're east asian south asian whatever and you're listening to this and, and like shaking your head being like uh, i'm gonna go back to my white boyfriend after this and like suck his unseasoned dick like what are you doing with your life you're probably young like go out there <laughs> go back to the motherland <laughs> support your own people's dicks but like it's not even that like i think a part of it is just it just lacks nuance it's just like the only reason why you wouldn't be with an asian person is their dick size like how vapid is and that? how fucking dehumanizing how, exactly how dehumanizing and how much self-hatred do you have in yourself to equate your love and your relationships and your sexual life to literally a size of a dick yo and on that point you know how we fucking i guess we've romanticized the idea of being dominated by a big dick is that why like is that why a lot of women are you know supporting these stereotypes of only wanting to date you know white men or people of other non-asian races because they want to be dominated by dominated by a big dick and that in itself is a really problematic notion all right minus are gonna read your mess um and answer all of your questions this one's a good one (laughs) tell Okay, Eunice. How does one prepare for meeting their partner's relatives? Hmm. Okay. I've only ever gotten to the stage where I've met the relatives of two partners. (laughs) And that was a fucking ride (laughs) itself. So, okay. As a person of color who's only ever dated people of color, (laughs) um, I'll speak about uh, my my experience of meeting another Filipino woman. Yes. The fuck like okay it's a ride did you um, have a good time no um and I'll also talk about my relationship uh wh- a relationship where i had to meet this person's um chinese parents who were very fucking racist towards me oh i got that too yeah the first time i met my ex's mom this is before we decided we we're gonna date um she said i was a gold digger yeah well their main beef with me was that i was too dark-skinned for their son <gasps> Yeah, the motherfucking East Asian no. racism. No. Uh huh. No. So Bitch. he was showing a photo of me to his parents and his grandparents, actually, and they all said that I was too dark for their son. Yo. You know what? I was too hot for your son, anyways. Damn. Still am. <laughs> but going back to the Filipino mom, look, I have a Filipino mom. I have two Filipino moms: my mom and my grandma, and. I love Filipino men, but, like, uh, no more Filipino moms, please. I always had to, like, outclit her. Like, <laughs> we would have biggest, like, competitions as to who had the biggest clit. Like, she would always try to fucking impose herself in me and her son's household. Whenever I would, like, make food, uh, and she, would, she, she had the key to our home. She would use that key, go into our fridge, and eat the food that I made for me the fuck 
what a fucking big clit energy move i fucking hate that shit i fucking hate you i hope you're listening i hope you're listening <laughs> i am i hope your son never finds happiness i hope you never find happiness you were a bitch Damn. But also, thank you for paying for the holiday that we took in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck you. Also, fuck you. Um, that's so weird because I've only ever had great experiences with Filipino moms. Filipino moms love me, bro. Like, never an issue with a Filipino mom. Like, they just having a grand old time. Well, we were, so, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of history in this story that I can't really distill okay, into a couple enough. of minutes but basically we were friends like in-person friends but also facebook friends um and when we broke up i told i told her over the phone because i had to we had to cancel the holiday because we were broken up now blah 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 um <laughs> and like she was like no why are you broken up i really love you as my daughter what fake bullshit fake ass bullshit and know what she did after her son and i broke up for the fifth and last time she blocked me on facebook that, okay. <laughs> fuck that bitch fuck that bitch like i remember when i broke up with my ex for the first time the second time um his mom like begged me to stay with him i ran into her she just wanted center. to date you she begged me and then massive mess and then yeah, but you know, and she was super in love with me at the beginning. Mm-hmm. In and the beginning, same with other Filipino guys I've dated. Then it's all moms. fake shit from there. They, you know what? Filipino moms ride for their sons, even if their sons are wrong. Exactly. Even oh my god, which is irritating. But yeah, they coddle their sons too much. They do. Um, <laughs> that's for another episode. I think that's yeah. I've dated Fili- met Filipino, had a Chinese mama. Um, Vietnamese mama who mm-hmm. really didn't like me. Mm-hmm. She told her son in Vietnamese the first time I met her that she thought I was fat and ugly. Ugh. Yeah, she said I was fat and ugly. That's some hateful shit. And I didn't shit. know how to use chopsticks. <laughs> and just Filipinos do not use chopsticks. Okay, right? do not at us. Right. I remember when I dated my um, a previous, you know, who's Chinese, and his mom would watch me use chopsticks at yamcha and they would, <laughs> they would watch me yeah and then like i think it was after like maybe six seven months we were dating his mom when we were eating we were at lunch she was like obviously she said everything in mandarin like she could speak english she just wasn't bothered she was just kind of like oh you've gotten better at chopsticks and i was like yeah i've noticed you've literally watched me eat for the past six and months tracking your progress right crazy she went in a nice way but she's more or less like she's more or less nice she just said mm-hmm. a lot of proper things Okay. That's it. Okay. Um, just going back. I think you answered the question pretty well. Um, the question is, how do you prepare, right? Um, you don't. You don't. You just try to be as respectful as possible. Yes. Yes. Uh, culturally aware as well. I always bring things. Well, I try to. Uh huh. I try to like bring gifts. To oh the yeah. House. Yeah. Like that's so important. I brought some dessert. Especially Here's food. A yeah. Yeah. I always bring an offering. Of I some try sort. to fucking cook. That's what I've always done. I've always cooked Damn. for my parents' partners. I've always made gare gare because that's always what I make to impress people's mothers. That's so good. And it works I until until their fake ass bullshit comes and they tell me I'm too dark for their son. <laughs> that's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Can y'all be nicer, Filipino moms, and not yeah. like, not in a fake way? Thanks. 
I, management. No, I don't think they will ever. Yeah. They ride and die for their sons. I'm going to be such an the biggest life. bitch <laughs> if I were a mom. God forbid I have a son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, <laughs> you're going to be the kind of mother that we like talk shit about. All these Filipino mothers who coddle their sons. I would never coddle any child of mine. So yeah, how do you prepare for meeting your partner's relatives? You don't. Next question. Um, when on a first date, how do you let someone know you like them? Okay, so we were talking about words of affirmation as, you know, my first love language. But in the context of a first date, uh, the way I let someone know I like them is by touching them a lot. And a lot of eye contact, a lot of... <laughs> A lot of excuses to touch and be touched. I think that's so exciting and so electrifying. It's, uh, you know, just, you know, testing someone out. That's cute. That first time, you know, to see how they feel under your fingers. Uh, that's poetic. Oh, girl. Uh, and I love it when when dudes find excuses to touch you, like, really respectfully or playfully on a first date. Uh, that's so good. But touch. <laughs> touch him that's how you okay that's i mean that's my advice as someone who's uh yeah whose love language is touch also what about you i'm a massive cunt <laughs> i like i think maybe when i was younger i was very like flirty and very obvious if i like somebody and even if i didn't i would still be like i could play this game but i think more recently um when i meet someone new i'm just so like I don't touch you what do you I don't do? even lean in I'm very like myself like the way I conduct myself is very like blase and I carry myself like I could be somewhere else right now so you better keep this shit together bruh yeah I'm like that's my candor in a date I'm very like I came here bro to have a good time let's <laughs> see don't make me yeet out of here right <laughs> like I think for me, I get so much joy and pleasure when someone tries to, like, kiss me or, like, touch me on a first date. And I'm always, like, oh, swaying around. Just, and I can tell. And I can, I'm very obvious when someone's decided that they're very attracted to me because they start to move closer to me. And it's this, like, slight magnetism where, I like, I'll play around with it and I'll lean in. And I'll get, like, really close. But then I, like, always push back. And I love the power of that because it's always so playful for me to be like i know you want me so bad by the end of this date if you are not frothing over this motherfucking pussy bitch oh <laughs> and i never give it i never i used to always like be like i'm fucking on the first date but now i'm like mm -mm, none of my spirit i don't even kiss on the first date anymore wow yeah look i don't um, even kiss on the first date anymore okay mm. because if i don't feel it on the if i well. if i so for example say i really like you Right? And I want to go on a second date. If I kiss you on the first date and I realize that we don't have chemistry, like I kiss you and I don't feel anything, mm -hmm. there's no second date. Yeah. And so I'd like to kind of build that up on the second date and actually make a conscious decision, decision to like kiss somebody or yeah. have sex with them. I think on first dates, for me, it's always like really important to break that touch barrier as soon as possible. <gasps> really? As soon as possible. I don't. Like, let I us don't at sit. all. Can we please sit together, like sit side by side and watch everything together? Uh, I just like, I'm just like feeling those jitters now. Just remembering all those first date touches. It's really so exciting. second date. Like I am so no, like, I want to feel like on the second date. I'm like, kiss me date. now. I love first date kisses. Like, 
if I'm hooking up with you, I have to make sure that I'm not wasting my time. If it's a it's if it's a first date hookup date, you know, break that touch barrier right away so I know that the physical chemistry is there before I go home with you. Okay, can we differentiate? Are we talking about hookup dates where like you go on a date because you know you're fucking or like a date as in date as in I'd like to get to know somebody? See, I haven't wanted to get to know someone in a while, okay? <laughs> so if it's like <laughs> Yeah, let's differentiate. Let's- I haven't wanted to get to know someone in a while, so in that context, if it's a, like if it's like a cute little innocent romantic date, I'm not gonna kiss you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because but I'm gonna touch you. I don't please do, touch me. I don't do hookup dates. Okay. Like you don't have to. T- no, I'm being serious. Like if we, I don't like hookup dates because I'm like we're just gonna fuck. Come to my house and let's fuck. Like I don't want to like don't take me out and then I have to pay for this fucking food that I don't even like or like if we're gonna do this weird like oh my god thanks for paying for me fuck that I can pay for this myself. Like, if I just, just, you know, waste my time. You know what I mean? Come to my house, fuck me, and then leave. I think it's, a, like, for me, it's a waste of my time if, you know, you're, you're, I'm at your place or you're at mine. And I, you know, <laughs> I figure out that the chemistry isn't there. So the, so the hookup date is my way of testing out that chemistry before we actually oh, fuck. See, I'm crazy. I want to, I want to be like. What kind of STD you got? <laughs> I want to be like, mm, let's see where this goes. Like, I just like the excitement of not knowing what I'm going to get until it gets to my door. Or chlamydia. Um, gonorrhea of the throat. <laughs> ding ding ding! <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> no, like you get gonorrhea. You get gonorrhea. You get gonorrhea. <laughs> you know, me seriously, gonorrhea is like really. I've never had it, but it's actually very hard to treat once you get it. Uh. Um. Sorry for all those people who have gonorrhea and are like, I feel so attacked right now. Um, no, I have very safe sex. I'll have you know. But I like the excitement of not knowing what I'm going to get till it comes to the door. Wow. It's like waiting for a package. What? It is so exciting to me. Like waiting for a package, but not... So you've purchased it, but you actually haven't read the description of the package. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... No, it's basically mystery meat, okay? Yes. Oh, my God. Have you seen Bretman Rock's videos where he um, he orders stuff online when he's high? And so he does an <laughs> unboxing where he doesn't remember what he's bought. So that's basically you. That's basically me. But, you know, it's fine. Eunice and I have already explicitly told everyone that we are no longer in Tinder and Hinge, so... These are just from Just Instagram now, okay? Oh, no. Unless it was Michael B. Jordan. Or, Michael B. Jordan, or Tom Middleston is Loki. Yes. If like, Or Ewan McGregor. My girl Gloria is ready. He just has to say... <laughs> anyway, um, last question. How do I tell my girlfriend that I'm into BDSM and that I'm a sub? Girl, I'll take it. I don't fucking know. Okay, so disclaimer. I'm a sub. I actually, no, Eunice, I'm being serious, I actually am a sub. It depends. It depends. But I I can be dumb. I just don't get any sexual gratification from it. I'm really good at it, don't get me wrong. But I just don't get turned on by it. Um, So every time, like, someone asks me, like, oh, Gloria, what are you into? Like, what's your fantasy? What can I do to you? I'm always like, um, so I'm a sub, so this is what I'm into, X, Y, and Z, and this is my safe word, um, plain English is my safe word, bitch, first I stop, I stop, and yeah, that's it, 
just tell him just tell him you're into fucking bdsm and you want to get off and if she don't Mm -hmm. like it well then you can fuck off and just break up with her and i'm thinking also for example if your partner is very typically vanilla why not try watching porn together just try watching a bdsm video together (laughs) and see how they react and gently segue into actually i'm really into this and i'm a sub ding ding okay do you know what kills me about couples who watch porn together i've done that Uh with a partner me too and it's not fun uh no because i put hentai on and then halfway yes because i really fucking love monster hentai we had this discussion the other day yeah. where i was like yo like i, I genuinely yeah. enjoy watching hentai yeah and so i put it on and then halfway through he was like that's what you're into he was like, block this is really fucking weird and i was like this is what gets me off and so he was just watching me get off on this monster hentai porn Studio Foul, Studio FOW, that weird shit, look it up on Pornhub, that's what I watch. And he was watching me watch this, and yeah, I felt so kink-shamed. I was like, like, because he said to me, hey, like, why don't you put something on? And I was like, yeah, I'll put something on. <laughs> yeah, I'll put this porn shit on. I was like thinking he's going to be into this shit. No. I felt like a weirdo. I felt like a weird bitch. Did still you got off, but like, so when he said put something on, did you warn him as to what that content would be, or did you no. just maybe, yeah, just warn them beforehand? No, I said I just put hentai on, yeah, just always just warn your partner beforehand, but it was like it's got to oh, be a conversation, babe. And then he shaved but, me, but apparently, it's got to be something he's into as well. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. If you're into um, Monster Hentai and would like to watch episodes of Hentai with me, please slide into my DMs. Please. <laughs> Homegirl needs company. <laughs> Bitch. I just don't, I just don't fucking feel like a weirdo. You know what's like a top search on like Pornhub Hentai? And I don't know a single person who enjoys watching Hentai. So you motherfuckers are lying to me. Some of your bitches in my circle are watching Hentai and everyone's lying to me, Eunice. I can't be the only bitch that watches hentai. No, let's do a let's do a um a blind survey. Wait, every survey is blind. Let's just do a survey of our followers online on Instagram, and just see who watches hentai. Yeah, you can find your community. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it loves it for, you back for questions. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks Keep for, them coming. Yes, thank you for um, listening to our mess. That's our episode for today. We're going to keep it coming with a decolonial tea and general updates on our personal tea. Keep your tea coming. We want to know all your messy, full-strength tea. Also, we should let you know we have a PayPal now. And you should totally donate so we can get ourselves some lactose-free boba. Um, well, you can get boba. I, I would like, like bespoke flowers into my house. Oh. <sighs> Okay. Girls got taste. I have taste for inexpensive shit. <laughs> I like, actually, I'm very loser. Like, I buy myself flowers every Sunday. Do it, girl. Yeah. I'm going to do that with the PayPal money. Do it. And, you know, reparations and just, mm-hmm. you know, general stuff. Basically, it pays for our emotional labor. Yes. And, and this sensual ASMR that we just do. Don't date white people. Asian men, I love you. Asian um thank you guys so much for listening 
Yeah, thanks so much. Our decolonial tea for next episode is dating white people. Should you do it? Shouldn't you do it? Don't do it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you too.